Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew here today with you again. Very fortunate to be dialing in our friend Jonathan Biorgio of Johnny's of Longmont. And uh, John, thank you so much for joining us on the show and Really looking forward to talking about one of my favorite things in the world, and that is the Chicago-style hot dog, folks. I grew up in Chicago. I worked at a Chicago-style hot dog stand back in the day in Madison, Wisconsin. And John, my friend, your business is serving up a taste of Chicago here in Longmont, Colorado. Tell us a little bit about how you found yourself in Colorado opening up a Chicago-style hot dog and food brand. Well, first, Andrew, thanks for having me on. I know we've been trying to do this for a while. Um, and now we were just able to, uh, you know, with COVID and everything, it kind of made it a little bit more difficult for us. But now we finally found the time. Um, you know, the way that I ended up here was kind of strange. I was in uh, medicine for about 22 years and uh, I was dating a girl, and she had always said, we should move to Colorado, we should move to Colorado, and uh, we never, you know, the time was never right, and then one day I just had enough of medicine, and I came home, and I was like, ah, I'm ready to move to Colorado, and she's like, okay, when do you want to move? I was like, Tuesday, so a uh, couple days after I quit my job, I packed up my stuff, came out to Colorado, and it's been history ever since then. Nice. Um, so where did you grow up in Chicago? Um, I grew up in the Northwest suburbs. Um, I was born in Arlington Heights, raised a little bit in, uh, LaGrange and Naperville, but most of my, um, um, I would say my formidable years from the time I was like in fifth grade until, um, probably after I got out of the military, I, I lived in Arlington Heights. Nice. Yeah. I'm from Oak Park, Illinois. So I went to Oak Park Rare Forest High School. I know a lot of people from Oak Park. A lot of people here in Colorado from Oak Park. Well, it's kind of interesting. Longmont, when I first moved here, it reminded me so much of where I grew up. And then I learned that like it was people from Chicago moved out here as a Chicago, Colorado colony and all that stuff for those who are interested in history. Um, so that's cool. Um, so it's you got here in 2014, but then in 2018, you decide to open up Johnny's, right? Correct. Um, you know, when I first got here... I just, I found a job working for actually, my first job when I got to Colorado was for a landscaping company. Okay. And I got here, um, I want to say it was April 28th, 2014. Um, found a job off of Craigslist when I was driving out here. So I got here in the morning. I had about 45 minutes to wait before I started my first job. And the very first day that I got here, I had no time to acclimate to the elevation very first job was laying 10,000 square feet of sod on the hill in Boulder. And I was gassed. Wow. I had no idea about the elevation, nothing right. like that. Um, I did that for a little bit. 
found a different job working for a, a guy as a handyman. I did that for probably two years, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, um, he closed his business. I went to work for a pond building company here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I did that for about a year. And then I was just like, you know what? I just, the opportunity presented itself. Uh, a space came available. I knew a guy actually from Lake Zurich that had a hot dog joint in the exact spot that I ended up being in. Okay. And I worked for him for a while. And uh, after working for him, I realized, you know, I I can do this on my own. I don't have to work for another guy. And uh, we had parted ways. And then I was working for the pond company. And then another buddy came by and he was like, hey, you know, that that hot dog joint spot is available. And uh, I was talking to my uh, another friend of mine, who is my initial business partner, uh, Megan. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, this would be the perfect place. This would be the perfect opportunity. And she was just like, hey, let's do it. And we uh, decided to start Johnny's. um, And we got the space. I want to say it was two days before Thanksgiving of 2018. And on a shoestring budget, we opened up Johnny's on December 15th. Nice. Um, I recall when that happened because I drove by and I said, wait a minute, Johnny's. And I'm, I'm, from, <laughs> again, I'm from Chicago. So Johnny's Beef was our local you know, spot and they have a world renowned Italian beef. So I was like, oh dear, this place has got a high bar, right? Um, different spelling, same concept. Yes. And everybody and asks if we're related. And I was like, no, no, different people, different group, same yeah. kind of food, but yeah, just not the same. totally. Yeah. Totally different vibe. Um, but same concept, right? Uh, in any event that that was, you know, so you spent basically 2019 really growing your brand and doing everything you could. And I mean, that's what kind of where we met. I definitely ate there a few times running errands, you know, downtown. So you were at Maine and third, um, right. and you had a relative degree of success there clearly, but then, you know, fast forward a little bit into 2020 and, and we have COVID, right. And Correct. at that point, um, you shut down the brick and mortar and you have to pivot mm-hmm. your business. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who are either just giving up on their businesses, which is obviously very unfortunate, but then there's also folks like you who are trying to like revitalize and keep the brand alive, but then, you know, we'll keep feeding people, I guess, in your case. Right. Sure. Um, you know, that was probably the hardest decision um, since we opened this business was to decide to close the brick and mortar. Um, but believe it or not, it made the most business sense. Um, I do not have a business background. I have a medical background. I was in the medical field for 22 years, but I surround myself with um, good people that have the business and my best interest at heart. And they're people that I trust completely. And they were the ones that decided, you know, we would talk about how we should maybe do things here and there, and everybody was of the same mind, you should just close the brick and mortar. Um, People were not going out like they used to, and we relied heavily on foot traffic. Um, Then they put up some concrete barriers along Main Street, which took away a lot of parking and things like that. And uh, it was in August of, of this year that we closed the brick and mortar and just went to a two food truck model. Right. So when you had to do that, um, you know, you had 
the truck already or, or, you know, I, I don't recall the exact moment of in, in 2019 when you were already adding a truck to the brick. It was or- probably about, I want to say it was like September of 2019 that we bought our first one and, and it's a trailer. The first one we got was a trailer. <sighs> right. And then believe it or not, um, we bought a self-driving truck right before the COVID closed down. And we were like, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have had a banner year. We had probably close to 400 events planned, um, some big concerts and things like that that we had been invited to because um, people were really starting to recognize the name and the brand and the quality of food that we delivered. And then COVID came along and 2020 was like, yep, not this year. Right. And that was tough, uh, you know, for everyone involved. Right. Um, but you were positioned, I guess, then. Fortunately, you had some assets to, to, to pivot. Right. Um, we did. We um, we have the two food trucks. Um, as soon as we started, um, you know, moving forward with the uh, the plan of closing the brick and mortar, we found uh, we started looking for commissary space and mm-hmm. uh, we were very lucky. One of our customers came in and said, you know, you should go talk to the folks at the Longmont Elks Lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went over there. We I spoke with Karen Burrow, uh, who has been just absolutely amazing and instrumental in getting us in there. And they have done everything that they can, uh, not just for, for the Johnny's brand, but there's a few other food trucks that are there that operate out of the Elks Lodge. And they have done everything that they can to help all of us there. So that became our base of operations. And uh, we've been there since August of this year. Mm, very cool. And And for those who, you know, don't live in Longmont, you know, this is right downtown. And then there's a little like a... Uh... Well, they're sort of starting up like a food court, tr- food truck court or something. Not not too far from there either. Do you participate in that when that's going on? Um, there, it, it's. Um, I want to say it's across the street. It's over by uh, the Saint Frank Cidery. Right. That's right. That's over there. Right. Um, we had not participated in that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the weather changing and things like that, that's kind of been uh, put on the back burner. Um, with the shutdowns of COVID and things like that, it's, um, oh, right. yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of touch and go, right? Yeah. So I've been focusing on being in the parking lot at the Elks Lodge. I see you're there from like uh, Tuesday through Saturday or whatever. And then you're also out and about at different breweries and I, you know, wherever you can find yourself these days, right? Yeah. We, ha- we have been doing, um, a lot of the, uh, the breweries in Longmont. Uh, and then we started to branch out. We did the Loveland food truck rally and had a, a good deal of success up there. Um, we have a lot of success when we go up to Bertha. We go to City Star Brewery, Bertha mm-hmm. Brewing Company quite a bit. Um, love the folks up there. They're very hospitable. Love the customers up there. Um, right now, what we've been uh, lucky to do is since the, the latest round of COVID closures, even the Elks Lodge can't operate, the, the bar can't be open, they can't hold meetings, things like that. Um, but what we can do is, and what we have started to do is basically to reopen Johnny's through the kitchen at the Elks Lodge. So now Tuesday through Saturday from 11 to 7, we do uh, delivery and to-go orders. Nobody can come in, but all they have to do is 
everybody either phones in an order, orders online, or orders through Easy Eats Longmont, and uh, we either deliver their order or they just pick it up uh, in the parking lot. We come out and have a contactless uh, pickup system, so um, that's, we've been able to kind of relaunch Johnny's that way right now. Nice. That's kind of cool. So like uh, Easy Eats Longmont, you, you know, you had to do some things. You you had the trucks, but it sounds like you hook up with the with the kitchen, which is great. Right. Um, and then you have to figure out sort of how to meet your customers. And then you've, you found these technology sort of solutions to. Correct. To nice. Correct. Um, so what's next, I guess. I mean, there's so much touch and go with the COVID, <laughs> you know, like that's like the, the sort of, uh, if you had a magic eight ball, right. But, uh, um, you know, it sounds like you're able to be a little bit more nimble without having, you know, the, the rent and, and all that stuff, which is the way it is now, right? That's sure. It up. But what, um, I mean, other than slinging dogs and gyros and, you know, uh, beefs and all that, you know, those are core sort of offerings and my, my favorite things, right? Those are my sure. food in a way. Oh yeah. Um, you know, what, how do you, how do you keep this going, man? Man, that's the million dollar question. Um, we have been blessed with a, great customer base, a loyal customer base. And um, they have sought us out wherever we go. Um, you know, ultimately we would like to get back into our own brick and mortar, uh, whether it be in Longmont or one of the very close surrounding towns to Longmont. Um, this, this will always be, I should say, um, where our, our base of operations, where where, where my heart is. Um, I love Longmont. I love the people here. Right. Um, it's, it's been a, it, it's been a, a great, a great learning experience. Um, you know, um, when we've asked for the community for help, uh, when we've done some of the things, uh, feeding the firefighters and things mm -hmm. like that, everybody just steps right up. And then in turn, when the, when the city or the community has come to us for help, we've been able to, uh, to help them out the way that we, we'd like to. So you mentioned the feeding the firefighters actually. So folks, for, for those listening, uh, last couple of months, we kind of rough, not just because of the natural sort of pandemic, but we had, um, some pretty wild fires. Actually, they were wildfires and they were wild. They got real close to, to, you know, the city limits of Longmont actually in the foothills here. Uh, you could see them from the sticker giant factory from the parking lot. I, I late at night, you know, up in the hills, you could see it. So you ended up sort of running a food drive in a way to, to, to serve those firefighters, what did that look like to, cause that ended up being a lot of food, right? Uh, how it, did you do it that? It was, and it was, it was multiple times. Um, my, uh, my son and my now wife were, uh, we were sitting around one day um, up in Loveland and where we're at up here, we could go out into the driveway and see the fires. They were that close to us. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking one night and uh, I was like, man, I wish there was something we could do. And they kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And they're like, uh, you have a food truck. Why don't you take the food truck up there? And uh, um, my, uh, my wife, Carrie, she gave me the, uh, the information to uh, get in touch with the Loveland Fire Rescue Authority. And uh, just on a whim, I sent them a message on Messenger and they responded immediately and they were like, we would love for you to do that. Hmm. Um, 
And then by the time we were able to coordinate everything, the uh, the fires had gotten really, really close. So everything was a mandatory evacuation order. Um, but we told them what we wanted to do. And uh, they put us in touch with one of the battalion chiefs there. And she met us at, uh, uh, at one of the police roadblocks. And they took us through the roadblock, took us up to uh, one of the fire stations close to the front lines. And uh, we set up in their driveway and uh, as they would rotate um, firefighters out, they came down, got a, a nice hot meal at the, uh, the fire station. And then the guys that weren't able to come off the line, we had made uh, sack lunches for them because we knew some people wouldn't be able to make it off. Right. And then uh, actually that was the night that the fire, the uh, Calwood fire started down in Boulder. Right. So um, when we realized that there was another fire, um, when we were leaving from Loveland, we headed back down and we were like, you know what, we went back, we quickly made some more meals and took them down to the uh, fire training center in Boulder, told them who we were, what we were doing. They were very, very appreciative. And that's basically what got the ball rolling. Um, after that, um, then the, uh, um, you know, then the, uh, um, the, the troublesome fire up by Estes Park got right on the city limits up there. So they evacuated Estes Park. And then uh, one of the ladies from the uh, Estes Park chamber got in touch with the Longmont chamber. Um, and Karen Stollard from the Longmont chamber reached out to us and to Georgia boys and said, hey, um, they need some help up in Estes Park. Would you be willing to to send some food up to the firefighters in the uh, emergency operations center in Estes Park and we didn't hesitate. Um, right. Us and George Boys and I believe there might have been a few other restaurants um, did everything that we could. I remember um, one of the days that we took food up to Estes Park was the day we got that crazy snowstorm. Right. And uh, so not only did we take meals up and feed everybody at the emergency operations center in Estes Park, at this point, um, a lot of other restaurants in Loveland had stepped up and started to help out with uh, feeding the firefighters and making sure everybody got a hot meal. Um, but nobody was really stepping up at this point to help out the evacuees. Mm -hmm. So we got in touch with the American Red Cross at this point and said, hey, um, we've been feeding these firefighters. How about we help you guys out and we feed the evacuees? And they were very, very appreciative of that. So we spent the day and made another four or 500 sandwiches. And in the middle of a blizzard, our volunteers drove all over northern Colorado to deliver these meals to, um, to the evacuees. And we just, you know, we did everything that we could. And, you know, we had the ability, we had the time, we had the volunteers. And... Uh, so that was what we did. It was uh, at the time it was the thing to do. And then we asked the community for a little bit of help and we got a, a ton of help. We were able to do quite a few meals. Um, at this point, I don't even remember what the count was, but right. um, we had people that donated their time, their driving, money, um, food, everything that you could imagine. Everybody just stepped forward and was able, we were able to, uh, to, to take care of a lot of people. Right on. Yeah, no, it's not lost on me that Chicago is known for its big fire back in the, you know, 1871 or whatever, 70, uh, whenever the Great Chicago Fire was. And here you are, you know, feeding Chicago food to the firefighter people. Uh, kind of a 
nice thing that you could do. Yeah, that was quite a run between the Cameron Peak and Calwood and Left Hand and then Troublesome. It was a, it was quite a lot. Uh, so thank you for doing that. That was pretty, pretty positive, no doubt about it. Um, so uh, you've been able to keep busy doing that, uh, and like you said, you're you're focusing on on growing this local um, presence here with with the to go. Um, and, and once we can figure out COVID, we'll maybe get you back into a, uh, a, a, re- a, a physical space, right? Sure. Yeah. That, um, that's our ultimate goal. Nice. Um, what is your favorite thing on your menu? Hard pivot from the serious talk of wildfires. But what is your favorite type of, when, when you're like, I got to bring that piece of home with me to Colorado, what was that particular dish? Oh, man, that is a hard question. You know, right now, the, the the first thing I would say it was, was the Italian beef sandwich. Nice. Classic. Um, and now, believe it or not, we are known for having some of the best burgers. Huh. And we do some crazy, crazy, crazy sandwiches. I have, I have a friend named Travis, and he works in, it's like... Louisville or Lafayette. He maintains Ferraris, but he's a big, he's a big guy. And I have made him some of the most off the wall creations. He'll come in and I'll be like, Travis, what do you want? I'll be like, I don't know, surprise me. And I'll look at him and I'll be like, man, I hope you're hungry because this will feed a small army. Hmm. And I have just made him some of the most off the wall creations. And he posts pictures of them on Facebook, but you know, um, our burgers are very, very, very good. Um, Right now, I still think the Italian beef is my favorite. I mean, that's the staple. That's what most people here don't even know what I'm talking about. And then they get it and they're like, you got to be kidding me. So, well then, all right. So let's let's go down the Italian beef road here. Okay. Uh, so sweet or hot peppers? Both. All right. You get the combo. Now, what about dry or wet? Um, I do a dip. There you go. Right Just on. baptize that sucker. Just the whole thing is so The whole okay. thing. Take it I like a little bit. I like a little bit of bread, but okay, okay, you know. But that's the beauty of like, especially when you go to a place like Johnny's. You got to have your order. Johnny's in in uh, is it Elmwood Park? It's it's right at River Forest. It's right there, a uh, Forest Park, whatever. It's right yeah. there. Um, not far from where I grew up, but like you got to have your order dialed in because it's an assembly line. You know what I mean? And you got to know what yeah. you want. So that's that's good to know what you want. Although I'm a big fan of a gyro, and of course, hot dogs are one of my first loves i just love a chicago style hot dog it's you know we we have brought all of those tastes here and everybody has quickly learned what their favorites are and we have people like i'll see their phone number and i'll be like i already know what you want and they'll be like yep just get it all get it all set um you know and it's it's been it's been it's been good it's been a lot of fun you know i have when I was growing up, I was the middle of five kids. So it was, you know, time with mom was at a premium. And the time that I spent with her was when she was in the kitchen. And so that was where I got my love of cooking. And then um, when I was in high school, one of my very first jobs was at a local hot dog joint. So you did have a background. That's what I kind of wondered. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's one thing to be like, I like this food and I want to do it. It's another thing to be like, I've worked in the shop. I've been in the basement cutting the onions. I've been prepping the food because, you know, especially with just a straight Chicago dog that gets dragged through the garden, like you got to have all those things lined up and they're always mm-hmm. there. 
Otherwise, you can't deliver, you know, on the promise of the Chicago style dog. Um, so you did. You worked at a shop in in Chicago. Oh yeah, and you know, growing up, I it's when I started working at this hot dog joint. It was a place um, right on the border of Arlington Heights and Prospect Heights, and it was called Nico's. And it was a hot dog joint for the longest time, and it was very, very popular. And when I was working there. For the whole entire time I worked there, and for as long as I knew, they never had a help wanted sign up. Like it was that popular. You had to know somebody to get a job. And it's kind of like, you know, everybody wants to work there. It's kind of like, I guess, when you're in the minors and your number gets called to come up to the big leagues, they were just like, hey, do you want to? I can get you in. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, it's like finding the holy grail of jobs. Hmm. And, um, when I got that job, the guys that I worked with, um, we could, you know, I have relationships with those guys that um, are some of the longest friendships I've had. Um, you know, next to that, it's guys I was in the army with back in the early nineties. It's, right. um, you know, those relationships have lasted that long. And um, when I was working there, I was like, one of these days, I'm going to have my own house. I just never thought it was going to be in Colorado during the middle of a pandemic. Right, right. Oh man, that's funny. Um, so you did get to actualize that. That's kind of that's kind of nice. Um, so you're still going with the beef. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you're trying. We're we're trying to get you back into a shop. Um, so uh, you know, other. So you mentioned you know knowing someone's number like that, like. Obviously, there was the walk-in traffic, maybe pickup delivery back, you know, last year. But how have you maintained those connections with customers? How are you getting the word out right now? Like, what are the tools you're using to to maintain those connections? Because that's the hardest thing for restaurants right now, right? For food, you know, right now everything is through social media, through Mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook. Um, You know, trying to just stay on top of what grabs people's attention. Making sure that um, when we have pictures of the food, it looks really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the best social media queen, uh, Nikki Nez. Um, She had done my social media for the longest time. And now with the shift of COVID and everything, now she has to be a stay-at-home mom and a teacher Mm -hmm. for three different kids in different grades and things like that. So she doesn't really have time to do the social media posting as much as she did. So I've taken that back over. But, um, you know, just we do a lot of uh, tongue in cheek posts, some kind of times it pushes the envelope of, I don't know, maybe what's acceptable. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, it's we got to find that brand voice, too, right? Because it's you like yeah. you're still your Johnny's your name is on the on the on the on the right. place. And so if it's not your voice and your like your personality, it, it, it doesn't feel like the same experience. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's really, really hard to take my vision and my idea and have somebody else interpret it. Uh Um, So uh, Nikki was fantastic at that. Like, I would just be like, hey, I've got this idea. And I would tell it to her. And the next thing I know, it was like she had been in my head the whole entire time. Uh Um, Now, you know, with COVID and we're not as busy as we were before. Now I have a little bit of time to to do it on my own. Um, But yeah, that's the the main thing. Um, staying, uh, you know, active on social media. Um, every time, uh, 
you know, we go out, we give everybody one of these awesome, awesome stickers that we got from Sticker Giant. What, uh, so what uh, What do you got there? You're holding it up. You're holding up. People can't That's, see it, but I mean, I can see it, folks, but he's holding up. What, what do you got there, buddy? Yeah, I well, um, you know, Tom from Sticker Giant came into Johnny's probably a year ago and uh, he ordered a bunch of food and he's just like, yeah, I'm Tom from Sticker Giants. So if you ever need any stickers, give me a holler. And he came in right after we opened and that just wasn't in the budget. And I have to tell you, I was probably, well, I was probably as excited the day that I got to place my sticker giant order as the day I opened it, because I had a vision for what I wanted it to look like. And then I told Tom and uh, he gave me uh, the, the proof and it was way more than what I thought it was going to be. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, let's run with it. Let's give me a couple thousand of these stickers. And uh, then I remember the day that I went to pick them up. This is before COVID. And you could actually right. go into the, the, yeah. the into sticker giant and get them. And, man, he took me around like I was the president. I got right. to see every bit of that plant. I got to yeah. meet everybody. Everybody was so great. I got to see how the stickers were made, all these different stickers. And I was like, man, this is going to set me apart from so many other businesses. Nice. And everybody's like, where do you get these stickers? And I was like, I got a guy. Don't worry about where I get them from. Right. And then basically I'd be like, all right, call Tom. He'll, he'll hook you up. He'll take care of you. I re remember that day when you were walking around. Actually, that's when I was like, I want to have this conversation at some point. At that, time, I remember I that. I feel like you were working on a Jardinera sauce or trying to do like sort of like bottling certain flavors around the core product i don't know are you still sort of doing that or, or how's that work? um we we do um not only do we you know make food and everything but a lot of people will ask us hey can we just get all the fixings for right. our chicago dogs so we can make it at home and absolutely right. um believe it or not when we go up to birth we have a lot of people that come up there and buy just jarred Jardinier or yeah. the neon green relish or yeah. whatever else they can't get from Chicago here. Right. So it's kind of become a be. connection. That's cool. What's that? Well, like sport peppers, you know what I mean? Like you, oh, can yeah. find, you can find that stuff. It's like poppy seed buns are around, you know, Vienna beefs around, but like usually like it's all the ancillary stuff around creating those, those flavors, you know, and especially when it comes to like beef, it starts with the meat, you know what I mean? You got to source a really like super quality meat uh, to, to do what you want it to do. Um, but yeah, like the jardinier is nice and be able to have those peppers is a fun, just, I mean, I love pickles. Pickles are like, Oh yeah. But even, even those, even those pickles, you know, we get them straight from Chicago. Right. Everything we get comes straight from Chicago hmm. and it's, um, without that, you know, Chicago connection, we just wouldn't be able to do it. Um, right. When, when we first opened, all of the Chicago people would come in and before they'd even look at the menu, they'd come in and they'd be like, all right, what I want to know is, are you from Chicago doing Chicago food or are you from Colorado trying to do Chicago food? Because that's just not going to work. That's what I said. You and know we mean. would have to basically like, um, you know, give our resume where we grew up, right. where we ate dogs from. That's why I'm asking these like questions. That. I'm like, what's your what's your go to? You know, I mean, I had Pizza Red Hots and Johnny's. Those are like in Oak Park. That's where you went. You know, I did anyway. You know, there's other places. Bone of Beef. You can get other beef sandwiches, but 
you know, and, and, and the beauty of a, of a place like Chicago is you have your local pizza place, you got your hot dog place, maybe you go a different place for your gyro. You know what I mean? Like, and, and those are your cravings yeah. and over the course of a month. You know, you might hit all those places. You know what I mean? Uh, the movable feast that is Chicago in its own beautiful. But one of my favorite places was Superdog. Oh, hell yeah. That, yeah. My cousin, my cousin lived up there and they're actually customers of ours too. And they did a really cool sticker of like the dog in the box with the, the you know, the Superdog logo. And I, I always love going to Superdog when I'd go visit my cousin up there. Um, she lived up north a little bit from us. That's that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Superdog, Al's Beef. And for me, when I have customers who will go online and they will comment on our food and they'll be like, this is as good or better than insert their favorite Chicago joint. Um, that to me, you know, that gives me the feeling of you made it. Right. You know, it's not yeah. about the money. It's not it's, when somebody compares you to a Chicago staple that's been there 30, 40 years, right. and they're like, man, this is better than this. Like Gold Coast Dogs or whatever that place is. A super exactly. Place. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or Goldie. But anyway, every neighborhood has at least 10 hot dog places. You know. And oh, so yeah. Usually, they're like kid, Walgreens. The, yeah, On every like, corner, there's one. Whichever one you could walk to is your favorite when you're a kid. And then as you get older, you're like, figure out, you know bang for your buck and then you know you go see different neighborhoods and and that's that's always like the fun part about eating chicago food in my opinion um and going home for that matter um well man we cover a lot of ground this is very cool and i you know like i said it, it's the story you're telling us here today is that one of sort of perseverance and pivoting right because like i mean this is not easy for anybody um seen a lot of stores on main street here in longmont you know that are dark Right. That, yeah. That are customers that have been on the show, you know, and, and so those kinds of things always um, where it's hard to see. Right. But at the same time, here you are, like you got the online menu now and you've you've kept it going and, and you've done some good in the process, especially with these recent, you know, um, wildfire relief efforts, which is, again, that really was very positive to see. So thank you for doing that. Not um, a problem. It was definitely our pleasure. And, you know, we want to be one of those places that regardless of the economic times. Um, and as long as we're able to do it, you know, when the community calls, we'll answer that call in any way that we can. Um, you know, even before that, um, one of the first things that we did was um, when we had the brick and mortar, we put a, a coat rack outside. Oh, wow. um, and it was just, you know, we put, I had a bunch of coats and clothes that I didn't wear anymore. And rather than just, you know, donate them and have another store make money off of them. We put them outside the brick and mortar and uh, we just put a sign on it that said, if you're cold, take a coat. If you have one, leave one. And it was for anybody. It didn't make a difference. And I think last year we probably went through and gave out over 400 coats and people oh. would just come up and leave a coat, take a coat, you know, whatever the case was. We had a lot of uh, uh, people that, uh, you know, might have been homeless, you know, I don't know, I didn't ask any questions or anything, but um, I had one guy, we, I had left some old, um, like, inter I call it interview clothes, suits, things like yeah. that, ties, things yeah. like that out there. And one day, um, I saw a guy, he took a bunch of them and everything like that. And I was like, Oh, good, you know, it's gonna go to good use. And then a couple of days later, he brought them back and there was a note in there. And he's just like, uh, thanks for letting me borrow these clothes. I got my first job I've had in seven years. And I was like, oh, man, 
That's what this is about right there. And then we started putting hats and gloves and any kind of camping gear or things like that out there. Um, and it was just, you know, it's, we always try to do the right thing. And sometimes we do really well and sometimes we don't do as well, but you know, it's, it's what's behind it. It's the thought and everything. And as long as we have a place to operate, we will always be doing that. Nice. So in the meantime, like you said, like we said, sort of at the outset, people can find you at the Elks Lodge here in downtown Longmont. You'll be there Tuesday through Saturday, got the lunch rush, the 11 to 2. Then you're doing dinner from like 4.30 to 7 or so. That's what the site is saying right now. Correct. And people can order up on Easy Eats, Longmont.com. And then, of course, you're kind of rolling around the front range where you can to, to meet people where they are. Sure. Absolutely. And they could always, you know, they can phone in an order. They can call us. They can come pick it up. Um, it, they can call us. We deliver as well. If they don't want to use easy eats, whatever, yeah. if they call, nice. we'll get them their food. There you go. Well, John, thank you so much. Uh, you know, way to go, way to keep going, I guess. Right. You know, it, it's, uh, other folks might have said that's enough. So, you know, good for you to like stay with it and keep bringing that, uh, that little sense of home, especially for those of us who are from Chicago land. Right. Well, thanks for having me, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be looking forward to, to watching you keep this up. And like I said, we appreciate you as a customer and, and what you're doing for our community. So um, thank you, Johnny. You got it. Thank you. So folks, on this show, we always end with our little tagline that says, every sticker has a story. And today that, that sticker is Johnny's of Longmont. It's got the Colorado Sea and the sun there. It's got the Chicago skyline and, of course, the Frankfurter, the wonderful hot dog, the that red hot from Chicago. And then, of course, Johnny's, you've got that, like, black and white sort of, like, stencil design, right? Right. Was that your design? Um, I wish I could say it was, but it was not. But it's still you, right? Um, I, I had the idea, and I had a graphic designer just put it all together for me. She was uh, an amazing graphic designer. And uh, as soon as I said, this is what I'm looking for, she did it. It was the very first one that she did. And I said, mm -hmm. don't even bother doing another prototype. That's it. You nailed it right out of the park. Yeah, it's got a nice shape. And of course, for those of us that know that Chicago skyline, that hits us close to home. And then you got that Colorado presence and everyone loves the brand of Colorado, right? The, the yellow, red and blue. So thank you, Johnny, so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Hope everyone's doing well in this holiday season. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Johnny, thank you for your time today, my friend. You got it. Thanks, buddy. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic. 